Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. You know that this is your place to come each and every week for tips, tools, and inspirational interviews to help you optimize your habits so you can thrive in your life and business. And today, I am beyond excited to have Dr. Terry Levine on because when I started in this coaching journey, I was doing a whole bunch of research looking for models of coaches, websites, strategies, things that we were doing in the world that were an inspiration to me and the direction that I wanted to go. And I was listening to a podcast and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was, but it was some podcast episode where she was being interviewed and I was like, I love this woman. She is incredible. <laughs> and so I went to her website, which is www.hearttrepreneur.com. And I was just so drawn into her work and the way that she shows up in the world as a powerful coach. And since then, I, I put it in the back of my mind, like, oh, someday I would love to connect with her. And then the way that the universe works in this beautiful way, we ended up on a summit together. And so I reached out and I said, hey, Dr. Terry, you wanna hang out with me on my podcast and share some of your wealth and knowledge with my people? And she said, yes. So here we are today. She is such a powerhouse. So she's been helping people do business heart to heart for the last 43 years. She's worked with, I mean, I could go on up six, over 6,000 entrepreneurs and businesses, helping them scale. And what I really love is the way that she shows up in this heart-centered way, helping people tap into what they feel connected to and building businesses from that place. And you all know that that's something that I really care about. So we're going to have an incredible conversation. I could read all of her bio. It'll be in the show notes. And we're going to talk about her history. And, and you know, you'll get to learn all about her. But, you know, she's a keynote speaker. She's been on all kinds of uh really well-known shows CNN on if you go to her website you'll you'll see the blast of her which is awesome she has uh several best-selling books she has a radio and tv show she's been a keynote speaker in multiple places so real powerhouse who's going to give you tips and tools and and ideas about how you can scale and grow your business from that heart-centered space so welcome to the show today terry I'm so happy to be with you, Amanda, and I'm so happy we got introduced through a summit. We were meant to be here. That is right. I love that. Thank you so much. Okay, so something I want to start with because you've been in the biz for so long, and I'm and I'm I don't think this will be a hard question for you to answer. And I, I'm putting you on the spot, but I want to know what's one quote that is something you live by, like a quote or a mantra. One focus, one goal. My clients hear me say it all day long. One focus one goal. Ooh, nice. Say more. I want to hear more about that. Well, in my experience, people just have shiny object syndrome and it's, they're not focused. They're all over the place. So somebody says, okay, I'm a health and wellness coach. And somebody comes along and says, you really should get into these oils. And they're like, oh, oils. And they're over here. And then all of a sudden somebody says, well, I have this weight loss program and you could be a coach for that. And now they're doing all of these different things. Number one, they look scattered. They don't have a message. And number two, that is not how you grow a seven-figure business. I've had eight of them, I all different industries that help 6,000 people do it. And the common denominator for them and me is one focus, one goal. Mm, super powerful. You know, it's interesting. I think I think it was my, uh, my single podcast release this week was talking about the microwave mentality. 
you know, yeah. that act exactly what you're talking about. It's like, we want quick results. And when we don't get them, we tend to get scattered object syndrome and just shift in a new direction instead of staying focused on the one thing. And I know because of the name of your business and watch getting to interact with some of the work you do, helping people tap into what that one thing is, is, is really your jam. Yeah. Well, it's a big piece of it, Amanda, because when people go into business, they have to really think about two things. The first is, what am I really good at? Like, what can I absolutely guarantee that I can do for someone? Not just, you know, what do I want to do and do I feel passionate about? And the second thing is they have to know enough of those people so that they can go connect and say, I'm doing this. Just as an example, if I developed a, a widget, a pen, <laughs> and I felt really passionate about it, it doesn't mean that anyone else is interested in it. So I have to be clear on those two things. What can I guarantee? And who do I know already so I don't have to go hunt for people that would be so excited to hear about it? And by the way, that's how when I started my coaching business, I've got 30 clients in the first 30 days and then a waiting list by doing exactly what I just said. Wow, that's powerful. Okay, share with listeners because I know I'll, I would say lead generation is probably the number one issue that most startups have. So 30 clients in 30 days. That's amazing. Can you share a little bit? You know, obviously you said you, you knew what you could guarantee and you already knew some people. How did you approach them? That's a great question. So when I started, you know, we didn't have all the things we have today. We barely had, when I started in coaching, which is like 26 years ago now, directly coaching and consulting, there wasn't, you know, internet, webcams were a new thing. It was just very, very different. And this is still the way I recommend people do it. First of all, I knew what I could guarantee. I'd already grown six multi-million dollar businesses. I'm like, I'm very good at this thing. That's what I will do. Number one, I knew I could guarantee it, that if someone followed the way that I built a business, they could do the same thing. Because I'm being upfront, I'm not all that smart. I'm really not, I'm just very myopic. I've studied one thing my entire life, so I'm really good at that. So that was number one. Number two, is I knew people who had businesses. I knew friends, I knew family, I, I had just left as president of a national healthcare company where I'd been for a few years. I knew all the nursing home administrators, directors, healthcare professionals. So I started with who I knew and all I did is all I did. And I still do the same thing, by the way, nothing's changed. I got on the phone and I, phone, did you all have your phone? Oh, <laughs> and I connected with five people every single day. I had a conversation with five people a day, not saying, hire me, hire me, hire me, not doing a complimentary coaching call, which everyone knows is a pitch in disguise. All I did was came from the heart, had a genuine interest in what they were up to, talked. And if I thought that I could help them, I made an offer. If I didn't, and I thought they might know somebody, I would ask 30 clients in 30 days, and all of my clients who followed my exact formula with the phone have the same kind of success. So that's very that's different. Incredible. So different than what most people are promoting. Yeah. So it's really going back to that connection piece and creating, not even going into the call. It sounds like with the intention of like, I'm going to sell you something. It's like, Oh, how can I serve? How can I show up and ask you questions? And then if I know that I can guarantee results from something you've said, then make a, you know, quote unquote pitch. Yeah. So like in my business, I'm really on the quote hook with my guarantee. It's a 200% ROI or I give you all your money back plus $5,000. Okay. Wow. So I'm 
want to be really, really sure that number one, this is a person I really want to work with, nurture, take under my wing and embrace and share all my proprietary information with. And number two, I want to make sure that they are as committed as they need to be. So I don't just randomly offer this to people. I just have deep conversations with people because that is coming from your heart. That is how you build relationships versus what most people are trying to do. I'm going to get an ad in your face. I'm going to message you. I'm, I get all these messages on LinkedIn and it's one spam message after the next. I, I stop looking at my LinkedIn. Um, same thing on Facebook Messenger. I feel like don't look at Instagram because it's one sponsored ad after the next. I am all about connection from the heart and teaching people how to do the same. No more traditional sales and marketing. It doesn't work. It's old, it's stale, and it's not how to build a seven-figure business, especially today. <sighs> I, love I, I mean, it's like such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, it's interesting as, you know, I'm at a much newer stage of building my business. I'm only in my second full-time year. And and there's a million ways to market. You know, it's like the sky's the limit. And I think often, I think what what jives with your personality is important. But I really started similarly where I read The Prosperous Coach. Uh -huh. And I was like, yes. And they talk a lot about deep conversations. And it was like, just go have deep conversations with people. And I didn't really know what I was doing as a coach. I think it's interesting that you say start with what you know you can guarantee because I, I would love to hear your take on this or have a conversation around it. Like when you're just starting out in a new industry and maybe you don't know exactly what you can guarantee, can you give some advice there? Because that's really how I started. I was like, I know I love to teach. I know I'm great at coaching. I know that I've always been good at helping people, but like, I don't know that I would have said I could guarantee anything when I first started out. So let's yeah. talk about that. I hear this yeah. all day long. I'm from sure. Yeah. We're interested. So the first thing I'm going to say, I'm very controversial. So buckle down and buckle up. Nice. Um, I recommend that no one uses the word coach. And this is coming from someone who was one of the first master certified coaches and who owned a coach training school and, and certified 5,800 coaches. For the last 10 to 12 years, I've been advocating that people drop the term. Number one, it's a very low paid industry. Number two, coaching. Thomas Leonard, who was kind of the founder of coaching, was my first coach. And Thomas Leonard and I had a very deep conversation a few months before he died. He became a friend of mine. I really liked Thomas. And he said, coaching is this big. Consulting is this. I recommend you drop the word coach and you call yourself, as I do, I'm a business consultant. Okay, whether your business or your life, you can be a strategist, an advisor, or a consultant. Number one, it's higher paid professions. Number two, the word coach, technically, you're not supposed to give advice. So let me tell you how I came to this. One of the first coaches I invested in, his website said he could help you get corporate contracts. And I was negotiating a contract with General Electric, and I had no idea what I was doing, right? Like none. And so his website said, this is what he does. So I remember the first session, it was 600 bucks. I remember to this day, 26 years ago. And I said, okay, here's what General Electric wants. I have to get them something, what do I do? He goes, well, you know the answers. I go, no, that's why I hired you. That's why I paid you $600. If you did know the answers, what would the answers be? I'm like, my answer is this, I'm firing you and I want my money back, okay? Because if, you know, if I have the secret and I'm not willing to give it to you, you really shouldn't pay me. That's my belief. 
Now I will use my coaching toolkit Mm-hmm. with my business consulting. Okay. I will bring out that coach's piece when I need to help you find your own answers. But a lot of the time you just want me to give you the answer and that's what you pay for. So that's the first piece. The second piece is there has to be something you're willing to guarantee or quite frankly, no one should hire you. I'm being very honest. If you don't feel like what you do, you could 100% stand behind I say this with love, please go do something else. Please go do something else. So I also understand when we first start in the industry, we don't have all that much confidence. Believe me, I didn't. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. All I knew is I knew how to do one thing. I'm gonna teach people how to get a lot of leads because I know how to do that. I use a reverse marketing process every single day in all of my businesses. I wake up, people have raised their hands and said, would you help me? And so I said, that I can guarantee. And that's my recommendation. Find something you can guarantee, whether it's building confidence, helping people find the right partner, losing 10 pounds. I don't care what it is. Make sure that you can guarantee it. Does that make sense, Amanda? Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, I like that you, in the beginning, talked about it as what came into my mind was that imposter syndrome piece. Like when we're starting, it's like, instead of us owning what we can guarantee and going, I know I can guarantee this instead doubting yourself because you don't necessarily have the evidence behind you in a way that you think makes sense yet, but really knowing like, yeah, this is what people come to me naturally for. This is what I I read about every day. I love doing, enjoy doing, want to do more of, could spend the rest of my life learning about that kind of thing. And then, and then you just, I would imagine that the guarantees over time get, more refined as you are in your business, which I've seen for myself. You know, I go like, you know, at the beginning when people asked me what I was good at, you know, it was a whole bunch of different things. And now it's like, it's getting more and more and more refined as I move along in my business. Yeah. And the guarantee, uh, I'll speak to that for a moment. I really believe that every business needs a guarantee because if you don't have a guarantee, honestly, I probably wouldn't hire anyone for anything because I'm like, I don't want to know that because you tell me that you're going to do, how do I know that? And I've hired over $188,000 of false experts that gave me advice that was a mess. I went in the wrong direction. I wasted a lot of time, energy, and money, and they really weren't uh, ahead of me. They're actually behind me, except they knew how to look great, you know, on the internet and really claim that they did something. So what I say to people is create a guarantee that you can stand behind. It doesn't have to be the massive financial one like mine is. It can be, I'm going to help you go from here to here and pay attention to this part. The client has to be all in. So like with my guarantee, the clients have to come to the sessions and they have to submit the homework every week. If it, It's just like if yeah. I was helping somebody lose weight and they didn't submit you know, what they ate every day and every single day they said, well, your program doesn't work and they're eating cookies and ice cream and pizza, you know, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So make sure that the client does their part, doesn't yeah. have to be massive. It really does help people say yes and it helps build credibility and trust. Yeah, I, I, this is such a valuable conversation. Um, it's making me think about, you know, this podcast speaks to a lot of different types of entrepreneurs. So when we're talking clients and a guarantee, let's say you're, I work with a lot of real estate investors. Say you're a real estate investor. What's, what's your guarantee there? Like just to give it a practical. Yeah, let me give a couple. Yeah. So one realtor that I work with over 444 different industries. So I figured, yeah. One of the realtors that I've worked with, the guarantee is I will sell your house in 180 days guaranteed or I will buy it. 
Another guarantee from one of my clients is I will sell your house for 25% more than the asking price, or I will make up that difference. Okay. Now these are clearly realtors who have a track record, tremendous experience, and they feel that 100% they can make these things happen. And I do say to people, don't use a guarantee going, well, I don't know if I can really do that. They are confident that they can do that. So we help when I'm working with someone, I really help find out what is it specifically that you do. Number one, that is different from everybody else. A realtor is a realtor is a realtor. Why you? You have to say and do something so completely different that you stop me in my tracks, you interrupt me, and I go, now, wait a minute. If I'm selling my house, I'm going to use this person. I wouldn't be smart to use anyone else. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What it it makes me think of is it's claiming your gifts and articulating it in a way that other people can understand, which causes you to really know who your target market is, but also know what you bring to the table for your target market, which is what makes the magic of marketing work. Yeah. So I call this a core unique positioning statement, core unique. So it's not an elevator pitch, right? Because if, you know, if I meet you at a, an event and I say, what do you do? I'm a realtor and I help you get your house sold, you know, whatever, yeah. you're another realtor. Um, or, you know, I'm a coach and I help people go from point A to point Z. Well, what the heck is A? What's Z? And doesn't every coach do the same? So if I met you at a networking event or whatever it is, online or offline, or you send me an email, it's in your signature file or your social media header, whatever it is, and it says something like, I grow your business 200% guaranteed, or I pay you if you fail. That is a core unique positioning statement. And if you can tell specifically who you help, right? So one of my clients, she's a naturopath. We just formulated this the other day. And she says, I help women between the ages of 30 and 50 who are starting to gain weight and are frustrated and want to take it off fast with my 10 pounds in 30 days program guaranteed. Okay. Now she's telling you who she helps and what the result is, as well as the frustration. So if I'm in that audience, my head turns and I go, now let me look at her. If I'm not that target market, I go away. And that's what you want. You want to sort, sift, and separate. So the right people, this is reverse marketing, raise their hand and go, tell me more about that weight loss program, or tell me more about how you'll sell my house. So powerful. So you said reverse marketing because, and what I think you're saying, I'm sure you'll, you can clarify is that usually it's cast the wide net and kind of hopeful, you know, you know, re- try to reach everyone and then hope you get the few instead. You're like, okay, I want to actually have the few that are interested in what I want come to me through yeah. being clear with what my positioning is. There's two pieces to reverse marketing. And the first you've just nailed it and said it beautifully. Most people are just marketing all over the place. I work with men. Uh, I work with women. Well, that's ridiculous. We can't even if we want to <laughs> know who you work with. So you want to go narrow and deep, a small, small, small niche of people. The second thing is reverse marketing uses 77 different strategies. You get to pick whichever one or two you want. You don't need to use more. And literally, it means you do not hunt for client family members ever again. You have a strategy. So I have a webinar at tlwebinar.com all day long, 24-7. People watch it. At the end, they raise their hand. I do not do anything else. 
the rest of my day is spent having five conversations a day, giving value and being of service and helping my client family members and living my life. I'm not hunting for clients and paying money for advertising and marketing and, oh, I better have someone help me with social media or design a header or I need this amazing video series. I don't need anything. I have, for me, I chose one automated webinar and every day the right people find it. And so the worst day, we have three people that are our prospects. Last week, we had 19 in one day. So that's all we do. We're, they come to us. It's reverse. They raise their hand. We're not chasing them around. Right. And it's, I mean, it's aligned with that one focus, one goal. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's amazing. And so it's, it's funny because I had on my, uh, my board recently, narrow your focus for freedom. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's just this idea of like uh, the more, the narrower I've become in my business, the easier it is to know who to talk to <laughs> and to attract them my way because it's clarity, right? It's a clarity process. Super, super powerful. Um, yeah, I'm sure that everyone listening is taking notes or I hope that you all are rewind and take notes because this is, you know, I love to bring people on who are really powerhouses in the area that they are doing business. And clearly you have been in business for a long time. You said you've grown seven businesses to seven figures plus. This is my eighth. So this is my, okay. and they're all different. I really want people to understand my process of business growth, heart to heart, no sales and no marketing literally comes through proof. Okay. I've done this in eight completely different industries. I've done it with brick and mortar. I've done it with everything. So this process and system, it works regardless of the business or industry that you're in. And I'm saying it again, because I really want to make this clear. I'm not like a brilliant, unique person. I'm really not. I've been myopic about studying one thing for 43 years and that's business. So I understand how to do this. Don't ask me to do anything else because probably I suck at it. <laughs> However, I'm really, really good at this one thing. That's my gift. Yeah, clearly. But I want I want you to share for you along, I mean, 43 years being in business and building now your eight, seven figure businesses plus, what, what are some of the stumbling blocks that occurred for you? I think it's always helpful when other entrepreneurs are listening and they're going like, oh, well, you're so successful. They forget to see that you've had your challenges as well. So would you mind sharing what some of those have been? Happy to share. So the very first thing um, in my very first business that I built I started to build it all around me, like I was the brand. And I very quickly realized that I could never leave the business. I couldn't go on vacation. Um, if I didn't work, no money came in. I was a speech language pathologist originally and I owned a clinic. And then I also realized that I actually could never have a sellable entity. I couldn't even leave it as a legacy to pass on to anyone. And that was mistake number one. So after doing that, everything else that I've done, I've built a company where I am not the brand. And it's been really easy whenever the timing was right for someone to come in and say, well, I could buy it. The second thing, and I really had to learn this, is I had, a, in the beginning, I wore every hat. So the second business I owned was an art gallery and art consulting. I wore every hat. I bought the art. I trained the art consultants. I sold art. I ran the gallery. I literally got the painting. I mean, I traveled the world to find the artists that go on and on. And then I was like doing human resources and doing accounting. And I said, okay, wait a minute. I'm not going to do this again, ever. 
And so instead, I took Michael Gerber's advice many years ago, and I said, I am going to focus on making sure that I spend a lot of time working on the business, systematizing, automating, and leveraging versus in the business, which is doing the, in our case, client work. The third lesson, and this is my final one, and this is the one that cost me the most energy and time. I hired a lot, and I do mean a lot of false experts, eight of them. And they took me on a bunch of really crazy directions, like social media advertising, where I wasted over $80,000. Not just time and energy, it was a lot of money. Another one that taught me so much about all these things, I had to create content, content, content. I was stuck behind a computer day and night creating content that no one was even interested in. Mm -hmm. And instead of having meaningful conversations. So be very careful on who you hire. I would recommend you hire no one who will not give you a guarantee. And now that's pretty much the way I work. I, anyone that, that says, oh, Terry, I want to help you. I'm like, great, what's your guarantee? Because um, if you really stand for what you say you stand for, you should be able to make me a guarantee. So those are my biggest lessons. I'm going to give you one more. I don't talk about this a lot. We kind of have a relationship, so I'll tell you. Um, about 16 years ago, suddenly, instantaneously, in a beautiful sunny day, I tore my Achilles and I instantly got a neurological disease called reflex sympathetic dystrophy. And that disease made me incapable of actually using my brain for 18 full months. I was in bed, in a wheelchair, um, in incredible pain. No one could come near me. Uh, my skin was burning on fire inside and out. I was taking 29 medications a day, plus getting ketamine infusions. That's elephant tranquilizer, so you hallucinate, okay? Because I built a company, my business was able to keep growing. Thank goodness, I eventually was able to get back to work. I still have the disease. I just really have learned to overcome it mentally. So what I want to say to people is build a company and not a business and do it immediately because you never know, God forbid, what may happen or what you may choose in the future. That was the biggest stumbling block that I ever had. Wow. Thanks for sharing all of those. And I mean, I think it's so valuable for people to understand the twists and turns along the way and then hear from someone who's, you know, it's like, if we can learn from you, we don't need to make the same mistakes or, you know, I don't even know if I like the word mistakes, but we don't have to learn the same lessons in the same way. Yeah, you <laughs> can save money, time and energy. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So I, uh, would you mind sharing a little more? You said, so you've, you've managed this through your mindset in certain ways. Will you share a few things there? Cause I really believe, solidly in the mind body connection and whenever we have that coming in there's you know it's a feedback system telling us something's out of alignment and that kind of thing so anything um, so i'm going to go a little deep i just um, kind of feel too so i will um this disease by the way on the mcgill pain scale is the highest level pain disease ever known underneath it and i mean way underneath it is brain cancer okay um and way underneath it so the pain I have a foundation for kids and when I'm, I'm fundraising for them, I say, imagine someone took the blood out of your veins, filled you up with lighter fluid and then set you on fire. It's intense burning. So after about 17 months of this, um, and I'm a super positive person normally, I said, that's it. 
I'm out of here. Um, so that day, I had sent my husband out with friends and said, you need a break from caregiving. My dad had moved in and I sent him out with people for dinner. And I had had my nurse leave all of my medicines by my night table since no one would be home. And I said, I need to leave this planet. I can't. So I had my laptop and I started to write, type what I thought was a suicide note. And my dog had never been in our bed. She knew she couldn't come in the bed. All of a sudden, this dog was in the bed with me. Her head was here, you know, on my heart and her big blue eyes were looking up at me. I'm like, this dog knows. And I let her lay there and I typed what I thought was a suicide note. And then I went to read it and I'd written a book called Magnetize, right? I'm like, what? So I knew something had come through me. And I had this wake up moment. I have like goosebumps talking about it. I, I said, I'm supposed to do something with this disease. It's some kind of a gift. And I went online and I found that there were little kids with this disease. And I, as a very strong, powerful woman, I have a black belt in jujitsu. I could barely survive. What about these kids? I instantly realized this was my gift. I know how to fundraise. I speak on stages all over the world. I'm a best-selling author. I have huge numbers of people that I'm connected with at this point. I'm supposed to do something to help these kids get treatment that's not paid for by insurance because it's experimental. Mm. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to get a message out about RSD. I have to stop the pity party. So the next day when my physical therapist came, I said, okay, I need to stand. And she said, no, you're not capable of standing. I'm like, no, I need to stand. And either you're going to help me stand or I'm going to try by myself. And I stood for five seconds and the next day, seven seconds. And eventually within three months, I took my first steps and started to walk again. So I literally have tapped in to the mental strength that I have. And I choose not to focus on what my physical body is having to say about RSD. I no longer believe that it exists in me. Doctors can tell me it does. And I say, no, I'm living my life. I've got RSD. RSD does not have me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, my eyes are filling up with tears and I'm just, it's, that's mm -hmm. so incredible. First, thanks for sharing because that's not, I know that's not hard, easy to share. And <laughs> I mean, so what's yelling at me, you know, like, I, I get like download sometimes it's just like the, the statement is just like, like the connection to your why and all how you turn tragedy into triumph and this way of going like, you know, everything's happening to us for a reason at all points in time. And it's how we choose to perceive what's coming in our direction and what to do with it. Right. Because I mean, you know, it was, as you were walking us through it, it's like, I'm sitting there thinking about that moment where you're, you know, you're about to take your life. I mean, like that's a low point in, in your moment where you go like, I'm done being in this physical body. I'm done with all of the challenges and then turning it into something completely different and then having it show up in the physical manifestation of now. I mean, would you say you're pain free or? No, no. Like I'm certain if I started to think about it, that yeah. in this moment, I probably have the exact same amount of pain that I had then. Yeah. So, my choice is not to focus on myself and what's going on. My choice is to focus on my family, my client family members, 
um, my own spiritual beliefs and practices and being on the planet to serve. And so it's like a hum. It's in the background. It's a little noise that I go, oh, no, not paying attention to you. Thank you anyway. Not interested. One focus, one goal. I'm here. <laughs> this yeah. all tied back together. <laughs> it's incredible. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's incredible. And, and where, I mean, there's so many links I want you to share because that sounds like an incredible place that people could contribute if they wanted to, you know, fund a powerful program that's helping kids. Thank really you for great. asking. If you go to the Terry Levine Foundation for Children with RSD.org, you can donate there or on Facebook, Terry Levine Foundation for Children with RSD. And, you know, I will tell you very, very honestly, even 10 bucks, if you, can, you have 10 bucks to spare, it can make a huge difference. Um, I support the kids and their families with 90% of my income. So I tithe 90% and I'm very blessed that you know, I'm able to keep 10 and we give the rest away. And every day we have more and more kids that need this help. So if someone's listening and they can help. Wow. Difference. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. And, and you know, that makes me think about the power of building a business that you love and the impact and income you get to make. You know, it's like to be able to tithe 90% to something that is so personal to you and so transformative for other people. And because you've built a business where you actually get to have that impact, you know, work with people on money blocks. And often they're like, you know, there's always that money block of like, oh, being wealthy is greedy. And you go, well, actually, when you're stuck in poverty and in survival mode, I, you know, I was on food stamps and it was like, all I thought about all day was money. I couldn't help anyone else because all I was thinking about was how to survive and feed my kids. You know, it was just like a constant fear and worry and doubt issue. So it's like, you know, part of building business through me is that idea of like, I want to make a huge impact and to make a huge impact money is incredibly empowering in that way. So there's a perfect example of that right there. And here's what I say to somebody who's like, oh, I don't want money. I don't want to make a lot of money. Make a lot of money and go give it away if you don't want to keep it. There's homeless people everywhere. There's kids that don't have food. There's families that can't get by. So don't make it for you. I'm not asking you to make it for you. I don't know. Believe me, I don't need seven or eight figures for myself. I don't. I have everything I think, goodness, I could need or want in my life. I make it so that I can be of service in this world. And if you don't think money is important, I want you just to look around and ask yourself, how am I eating? Where am I living? Do I have heat? Do I have air conditioning? Do I have running water? Every one of these things takes money, my friends. So whenever I hear someone say, oh, I don't want money, um, I don't buy it for a minute and I don't believe it. You have your money issue and you can work with someone like Amanda who can overcome that money block. And I just will say to you, you don't want it? Give it to Amanda. She'll go give it away to <laughs> Absolutely. I will figure out how to put it to good use. <laughs> it's great. And, and it's so true. I think, you know, I, I, I think that we're all born in a very abundant state, but then we get all of those downloads in our childhood and, you know, that create that belief system around fears about about being wealthy. I, I had a really cool conversation with someone once they were talking about, well, analyze even all the movies you watch. Cause you know, we get cultural downloads as well. And a lot of times wealthy people are framed as the evil part in the movie, you know? And so we just get so many messages that making money is bad and from religion, from our family and all those places. So it makes sense that we will have those beliefs. But then when we look at the people that are really changing the world and are in positions of power, money is a huge part of that. 
And, yeah. and whoever you already are, money's going to enhance that. If you're a greedy jerk, you'll probably turn into more of a greedy jerk. If you're an amazing, awesome person who wants to change the world, you'll be able to do that at a bigger scale. Like so. look at Bill Gates, right? Bill and Melinda Gates, they literally give away their income. They've been doing it for a long time through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They just give it away, give it away, give it away. Yeah. Say, oh, Bill Gates just wants to make more money. No, Bill Gates wants to make more money so he can give more money away and make a difference on the planet. So just yeah. ask yourself because, you know, a lot of us have beliefs that we don't even know we have. Most of our beliefs are unconscious. We, they're programmed in us by the time we're five years old. And no matter if we're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, it doesn't matter if we haven't worked on them, they show up all the time. So if you don't have the kind of money that you actually want to have, I don't care if it's $100,000 or $10,000, there is some reason for that. And I'm saying this with a lot of love, you need to dig, you need to find out what that is so that you can allow in more prosperity and abundance. I grew up very, very poor. And I mean very, as did my husband. And we created our own wealth. And as soon as we did, the first thing that we did is say, who can we help? Who can we give it to? You don't have to do that. I'm just telling you that there is a time and place for your money to be of good use and good service. And right now might be to get you off of food stamps. That's a first step. Whatever it is, take control. There's nothing wrong with money. It's a beautiful energy exchange that we happen to give on a piece of paper or through a credit card or by writing a check. It's simply a thank you energy exchange. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, the win-win exchanges. Oh, I have so many questions I want to ask you something we, you know, we took some twists and turns and I wanted to go back a little bit because, you know, when you open with thinking about the one focus, one goal, um, and then you talked a little bit about the narrow and deep and the reverse marketing strategy, and then that you have 77 strategies to choose from. And then you talked about you implementing two, which was con phone conversations and webinar. Yep. So is that generally what you recommend for people? And so the focus on the one thing for you is business. Is that, that's your umbrella? It's um, business, creating seven figure businesses. Creating seven figure businesses. Okay. So, and that's your guarantee for people is that helping them create seven figure businesses. 200% ROI from wherever they are, they will grow 200%. Okay. Guaranteed. So I've got people that start at all levels. I have someone literally that I started at $30,000 in a year. Um, last week, I love to share this. Jackie made $96,000 in a week. Okay. That's, wow. that's the kind of stuff I do. And then I have people that are already doing well. I've got, I've got a guy hired me. He's averaging 6 million a year. Okay. He's just working crazy hours and he doesn't have a sellable thing because he built it around himself. He's the brand. So now I'm helping him turn that into a company that he can eventually either retire from, sell, pass it on as a legacy, whatever. So it doesn't matter where people are at. That's my guarantee, 200% ROI. Okay, awesome. So they're, whatever their starting point is. And then in the 70, so for you, you is that what you recommend? You choose yeah. two strategies and that way you can keep that narrow focus so that you're not scattered and, and having shiny object syndrome. Yeah, let me address that. So there are 77 tactics that I've used over all these courses of these different businesses that I've connected with. They all work. They're all proven. So I basically say to people, here's 77 different things. Every one of them is proven. You're going to pick only two. And the reason it's only two is otherwise you're going to spend day and night marketing and advertising. You pick two. 
And we're going to implement those two, automate them and leverage them in every day, they'll bring you leads. What are the two that you would most enjoy? And I will recommend, you don't have to follow, that one of them is to have five phone calls a day. Because 100%, my, Jackie, who just did that, boom, look at her business, no time at all. I have another client, tomorrow will be her 14th day with me. She started, she is an audiologist. She started with only four patients. She's up to 14, okay, and tomorrow is day 14. So she's added 10 people just by having natural conversations. So I do recommend that if someone absolutely is like, I'm not going to do that. I hate the phone or I don't want to be on Zoom. Okay, we'll pick something else. However, I will tell you, if you want to grow a business fast, you want to do it heart to heart, you truly want to serve people and connect, this can be the most rewarding conversations ever. I love every conversation like this one. It's a conversation. Absolutely. I, 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 people ask me this a lot about like about networking and, and even on podcasts, they go, well, you're having people that on that are in competition with you. And I'm like, well, no, there's plenty to go around. And it's a powerful conversation that we get to share. Someone who's going to jive with you and your business might jive with me differently. And it's about sharing the wealth of knowledge that we have and just connecting and having those conversations. So, uh, you know, in my uh, strategies with networking and, and doing Zooms with people, that's always it. I don't, I don't, at first, I used to go in almost with this desperation of like, oh, I got to get a client, you know, like I need a client now. And now I go in and I'm like, who knows what will happen with this conversation. And sometimes it turns into a client. Sometimes it turns into a podcast interview. Sometimes it turns into a friendship. Sometimes, it, you know, it's just who knows. And so I think it's that, that idea of building connected quality relationships and thinking about the power of your net worth lies in your network and, uh, and just expanding in that way. I'm curious when you tell people to have those conversations, what do you, what do you have them open with? Like if they're uncomfortable doing that, what are some tips for people listening that they can take away? I teach people a five question proprietary framework um, and I'll teach just one of the five questions. Awesome. <laughs> and the question is, what is working? So, hey, Amanda, I'm so glad to be with you and to connect. So, like what's working in your business and in your life versus what most people start talking about, all oh, their problems and this is going wrong. And, <laughs> and I am very similar to you. I totally believe in abundance. No one's in competition with everyone. We're in cooperation. We cooperate. That's all. People are going it. to resonate with certain people on my television show, my radio show, and my podcast. I constantly have on other business experts. Why? First of all, they may do things different than me. They may target something different. Somebody who's my client may also want to be their client. One of their clients may also want to be my client. Somebody may want them and not me or me not. I could care less. I'm not, I never compete with anyone for anything. And then the second point that you made about just to have conversations and you don't know where they're going. About four years ago, I picked up the phone and had a conversation and Miguel was just trying to get me off the phone. I really liked her, but I could tell she just had no time for me. So about two months later, I met her at a live event and I teased her and I said, you wanted to make no time for me and I wanted to have a relationship with you. And she said, well, buy me lunch. I said, okay. Well, we sat down, we had lunch. I have brought her on for the last three years. She's the head business consultant on my team at Heartrepreneur. She's as close to me as, as if she's a sister, actually more important to me than my very own sister. So I make a point of having conversations for the sake of having conversations, 
with absolutely no agenda and no outcome. However, if I like someone, I don't just walk away from them. So, uh, you know, I'm going back to high school days. I've married to the same man for 41 years and I chased him. I met him when I was 16 and when I was 17, I'm like, I want him. (laughs) I chased him and I was persistent. So find the people that you really want to connect with and just keep looking out to them. Yeah. I, I, that's so valuable because I, I like what you're saying, like in my cold market that it's like, maybe someone comes in and they go, Oh, let's have a get to know you, of, you know, zoom. I won't go in with an agenda, but then it's like someone like you, right? I was like, Oh, I am messaging her and I want her on my podcast because I need to know her because she's amazing. So it's like sometimes that intentionality, you can be much more directed. Um, such a great story about your husband. It's funny. I was married for 15 years. And when I, the first day I met him, I was 13 and I, I walked down into my basement and he was hanging out with my brother and I was like awestruck <laughs> and I walked back upstairs and I told my best friend, I was like, I'm going to marry the man that's downstairs. <laughs> and you were 13. Oh my yeah, gosh. Super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we're still, we're best friends now. We're not, not married anymore, but really good friends. Um, oh, this has been an incredibly rich and rewarding conversation. Thank you so much. I would love to hear what your top three max potential habits are that you think got you where you are today. So the very first one is every single day, I start my day with breathing. And I do what's called transformational breathing. You can go to YouTube, watch videos on it every single day, no matter what. So instantaneously, I'm at peace. I'm not thinking, what do I have to do today? Where do I have to? I'm quickly at peace. I'm very centered and I'm very present in the moment. Not thinking about what happened in the past or what might happen tomorrow because I may not be here tomorrow. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I do every single day is I read. I'm an avid reader and I want to learn. So I read something every day, whether it's an article, whether it's a short book, whether it's 20 pages of a book, doesn't really matter. I read and I learn and I'm a a very consistent conscious learner. The third thing that I do every single day, even if I'm a high pain day, I move my body. I go for a walk and breathe in nature every single day. I make sure that I feel gratitude that my body is my house and I'm going to take the best care of my body possible. Those three things for me literally help me with one focus, one goal, and living the most delicious life that I possibly can and helping others. Thank you. I love hearing people's, you know, there's often a wide variety of habits that people say, but then there's also a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's often the simplest habits that keep us aligned to do our work in the world and to do what we love every day. And, you know, I can't wait. I haven't heard of, I haven't heard specifically of transformational breathing. So I'm definitely going to look it up. I mean, I do do meditation every day, but that sounds amazing. It is. So I used to do meditation and then I learned transformational breathing and it's kind of a combined process. It is the coolest process ever. I've taken like 10 different breathing courses along my life and every one of them felt forced. When I learned transformational breathing, I can honestly say 
it's like the most Zen moments I've ever had in all the years I've been on the planet meditating and breathing. I, I, you're going to love it. We'll have to talk about it. Yeah. After. Oh, I can't wait. I'll definitely try it out. I'm always interested in new modalities and I'm newer to meditation. I used to be really resistant. I'd say, oh, my running is my meditation. Oh, my yoga is my meditation. And now I'm like, no, my meditation is my meditation. Yeah. <laughs> but I love living, learning different ways of doing it. So I can't wait to check it out. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You. You Share with listeners. I know they're going to want to connect with you. So we all know that you have amazing webinars because that's one of your tactics that you use. And I have watched one and it, I, it was, and I, it's funny because I have notes on it from like when I very first started and it informed me in big ways. So it's, it's just so cool that you're here. And so share with listeners where they can find you. So really do watch the webinar because it's educational. It's not a sales pitch in disguise. And it's my initials for Terry Levine, tlwebinar.com. And I also have four videos that literally teach you how to generate leads the same way that I do. And that is at the ultimate business growth system.com. You will get these four videos that will teach you four techniques that literally you can apply instantaneously and start to get leads. So I hope that people will do that. I want to help other people. And that's what I'm here to do. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And that would you say is for who that is it for all types of entrepreneurs Any type of business that says we want more qualified prospects every day, raising their hands and, and becoming interested. Okay. This is how we do it every and no matter what business it works in every business. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. Super rewarding. Ah, I could, pick your brain all day and chat with you all day and connect. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you for being here, taking the time to share your knowledge with the Max Potential Habits community. Really valuable. Thank you. Bye everybody. All right, everyone. Thank you so much again for being here this week. I know you got a lot out of that because I did. And I love bringing people to you that share their wealth of knowledge and are willing to create those win-win relationships. Definitely check, check Terry out, tlwebinar.com and uh, hearttrepreneur.com, all kinds of good resources. An incredible person, obviously, you can see that and hear that. And I hope that you all have an incredible Max Potential Week where you thrive and feel alive and step into your heart and focus on the one focus and the one goal to get you where you want to go in your life and business. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits Podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.